Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Back at it again, Whack Hoops All Access. The intro's growing on me. Kind of gets me a little dizzy sometimes, but I like it. You need, you know what? I may have to have your sister do one for us on our Straight Out of Whack podcast because that okay. is a sweet intro. Okay, I'm gonna get her on that. We'll get you guys linked <laughs> up. She would love that. Uh, shout out to Anisha Burton, actually my cousin, but she might as well be my sister. We'll cousin, sister. Sorry, my apologies. She's, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's all love. But speaking of siblings, we got a duo. We got a special guest today representing Seattle University, Seattle U, they like to call it. Yep. For those that don't know, they got a good squad right now. The Red Hawks. They, they are falling. 11 and 0, 11 and 1 at home, if I'm not mistaken. They have only lost a few games this season. Uh 13 and 4, is that right? Yes. 13 and 4. And then they've won. Four conference games in a row, five in a row total, three last week, one yep. just yesterday. So one just yesterday. They're falling out of control. They have a duo. One of the brothers in the duo has an assistant on the staff. It's an exciting time. So we're gonna bring in Coach Demarcus Tyson representing the Pacific Northwest in the building and uh let him talk about the squad. Coach, what up? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's nice to yeah. see you. Excited to do it, Absolutely. man. Do it. This is episode two. You made it on episode two. You're doing something, man. Oh, that's big time. That's big time. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. Let's put it out there, Brian. That it, I specifically requested Demarcus Tyson to be on this podcast, this yeah. show today. Um, there's a lot to talk about. With lots to talk about, and I'm gonna get out of the way. I'm gonna be like a really good point guard <laughs> who can just pass it, let him do his thing. Right. I just have to acknowledge first that word on the street is. The college basketball world probably don't even know this, but the word on the street is you're the youngest assistant coach in the country. What is that like? Whether it's true or not true, we'll say it's true because I heard <laughs> it from a pretty credible source. What is that like for you being the youngest assistant coach in the country? Um, I think that gives me a little bit of an advantage. Um, it gives me, it allows me to be a little bit 
have a different relationship with players than a lot of coaches have. Um, and it gives me kind of like a leg up on a lot of people who um, are that are in my position that are starting at GA level or um, like Dobo level. Uh, it's just really amazing opportunity to be here as an assistant at my age right now. So um, it's just an amazing opportunity that I am blessed to have. Well, and think about it too. I mean, you you get back to Seattle, you, you're from Bothell, and your brother signs with Seattle U as well, Cameron Tyson. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's gotta be pretty special, the fact that you get to be on the same sideline and watch him do what he's done so far, you know, up there in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it's really special. I mean, we always grew up really close, so being able to spend pretty much all day every day together is is amazing, especially after, um, you know, I left for college and went overseas and then he was in Houston and now being able to spend this much time with each other is, is an awesome opportunity that uh, I think both of us are really grateful for. And I know my mom is grateful for it too, to be back around the, around the city and around the house a little bit more. So um, yeah, it's just, a, this is an amazing opportunity. Did you it's know awesome. that he was thinking about coming back home to, to, you know, play this, this year. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked uh, through his recruitment. I mean, he was being recruited by a couple other schools um, that he thought about pretty heavily. Um, And it wasn't an easy decision for him to choose Seattle U, but ultimately he felt like this was the best fit for him. And so far it's proven to be true. I want to ask you, you know, the 13 and four, four known whack play kind of, on most people's radar, kind of flying under the radar behind Grand Canyon and New Mexico State. And, I mean, even Sam Houston's getting talked about a little bit more than Seattle is. Do you do you guys like that? Like, do you guys like being in that situation where we're just going to go out and play ball and not even worry about people talking or not talking about us? Well, the, the, the thing that's special about this group of guys is that they really don't care about the recognition. They just want the wins. They want everything that – um they work so hard for and i mean that's their ultimate goal is to try to get to the tournament i mean it is every college basketball team's goal but um they really mean it and they take that serious and they think about that every day when they go into practice and they're going to weights when they're doing everything so um i don't think that they care too much about the recognition at this point um they they're just excited to be where we're at right now uh We'll get to your brother in a minute, but first I want to ask you about Darian Trammell. I tweeted out last night um, after that game, you know, CBU's the game against CBU, you guys won. Um, the smallest guy on the floor made arguably the biggest play of the game at the biggest moment to lead to the biggest assist of the game. Like, talk about this little 5'10 guard that Plays like a giant. Hey, Darion is is an amazing player. I mean, his heart, his passion for the game, his basketball IQ is unmatched. And um, it just shows how much work he's put in over the summer and even during the season. And he didn't get off to a great start, and he turned it all the way around. And now he's proven to be 
why or he's proving to people why he was picked as preseason player of the year. Um, he's just he's a special player. I mean, that play doesn't surprise me at all. Like it that's that's just another player for DT. I mean, if you see some of the stuff he does in practice, like last week he shot something over the backboard at the end of the shot clock and it went in and nobody even really thought twice about it. Like he just he's such a special player, man. How does he make Cameron better? Um, I mean, I was looking at the stats. Your brother hit 16 three-pointers in the last three games. You know, all of them are wins, of course. Like, how does he make your brother better on the floor? I mean, it seems like they kind of make each other better in a sense. Well, I mean, when you have a guard that can pretty much get downhill at will and get to the basket and get in the lane, um, get paint touches, uh, at will, it's it makes it so much easier for everybody else to do their job. And when teams have to worry about DT, Riley, and Cam, it makes it a lot harder to game plan against us. And so when when Darion has it going, um, it's pretty easy for him to get Cam a good look. And all Cam needs is a good look to knock it down. He just has to have two feet on the ground and a, a glimpse at the rim, and he'll knock it down. But DT, he makes he makes everybody better. I mean, his, the way he plays and his basketball IQ, um, like I keep saying, it's unmatched. So he, uh, he's just a tough competitive guy that everyone kind of looks up to, um, on the team. And so when he says something, it really resonates. And so if he's telling Cam to get to, you know, I'm driving middle, I need you to get to the corner. I need you to fill behind. Cam's going to listen to that and and the next time down he's going to do it and then especially like once Cam hits one or two Darion is the first one to call a, a quick hitter or something for Cam um he's, he's just so unselfish and so that makes it really really it makes it easy to coach him and it makes it easy um for him to uh play the way he's been playing. I mean, I can't put it any better than that. I want to go back to the Utah Valley game uh, last Wednesday. You guys were down 10 with about six minutes left. You didn't hit a three-pointer in the first half of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys and you know, Chris Victor and the staff, what did you guys say to the players at the break, you know, when they're struggling – hit shots from deep? Uh, I mean, Coach Vic has the ultimate confidence in all all our guys' uh, shooting capabilities. I mean, they – I mean, we shoot it very well, obviously. So, um, he wasn't too worried about us missing shots. He said that they were going to fall. It was just the fact that we were beating ourselves defensively, and that was more of the his focus during uh, the, the halftime speech. But this group of guys is so close, they were able to um, – not really call each other out as much, but hold each other accountable at halftime and say, hey, you're better than this. We believe in you and we know you can do this. And that's kind of what I think motivated the guys more so than anything. Not to take anything away from Coach Vic. He's done an amazing job to this far or to this point. And the guys love him. The guys trust him. Um, but that one was a lot of the guys just really trusting in each other um, and uh, trusting the work that they put in. And I mean, it showed. So, and then, yeah, I mean, you hit 10 three pointers in the second <laughs> half of that game. 
and uh i mean Preble was drawing up some some good stuff too so we can't leave him out of that one um yeah. uh so it mean, yeah it was a great win these last two games have been very uh the last three games sorry have been been good for us take it through the the california baptist game i mean the, the ending was crazy mm-hmm. um like i said darren Tramiel came up with that huge offensive rebound Riley Grigsby hits a fallaway three to send it to overtime. And then you guys just kind of roll in the overtime period. Mm-hmm. The, you know, I, I, I want to say I've been high on the Red Hawks all year long prior to the season because I knew what they had coming back. And then you add in Cameron Tyson to, to the mix. But talk about maybe that leadership, that veteran, you know, you have your brother who played in a Final Four last year or was on a Final Four team, and then, you know, you have Riley Grigsby, Darian Trammell, Emeka Udeni. You know, you have all these guys that played last year. They know each other. They trust each other. Mm-hmm. How important is, is it in a game like that where, you know, somebody's got to step up and hit a shot that you have confidence in certain guys to hit those shots? I mean, I, I think the whole staff is confident in – anyone that we have on the court to make a play that's inside of their capabilities. Like they, every player on our team, I think knows their role and trust each other. They trust each other so much that it's, it's like, I mean, we've, we've had what three close ones now where we had to hit big shots to win the game, the Alcorn game, the first uh, game of the year, um, that Utah Valley uh, game was pretty close. And then we had this, Cal Bap game that was pretty close last night. And I mean, whoever's shooting it, whether it's Riley, Cam, or D or Darion, um, there's some other guys, I mean, that are even capable of taking those shots. But um, those are the first three obviously that come to mind. Uh, but we have the ultimate confidence in them taking those shots. I mean, we feel like if the ball's in their hands at the end of the game, we have a pretty good chance of winning. Well, I think, what was it? Alcorn State, it was your brother that hit the game winner. Mm-hmm. Utah Valley, your Cam and, and Riley hit a pair of threes, like, mm-hmm. down the stretch in that last 30 seconds or so to seal that win. Mm-hmm. Riley Grigsby hits one last night against California Baptist. I mean – And we can't – I mean, I don't want to cut you off, but we can't forget that Darion's the one assisting on all of those plays. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean – I, I want to ask, like, who – and I know that there's other guys, like I said, Emeka Udeni, um, Victor Rako- Rakovic, Rakovic? Yeah, yeah Rakovic. Rakovic. You know, there's other guys that can hit shots. Mm-hmm. But, like, this this team is a is – a, it feels like it's a big three right now. And, like, how do – who's who's got to step up at certain times when one of those three isn't, isn't having – you, you talk about guys knowing their roles, so yeah. – Oh, I mean, like, if, for example, last night, I mean, Kyrie Brown had a big layup at the end of regulation, um, and he had a big assist uh, to Voss Panja at the beginning of uh, overtime – or not at the beginning of overtime, but he had a big assist to Voss Panja late in the game as well. Um, and then Voss Panja hit a big a big three at the beginning of overtime uh, to get us started on that run when it goes Voss, then Cam hit one, and then DT hit like one and kind of put it – a little bit out of reach. Um, but yeah, so I mean, really all these guys that are playing and our rotation is obviously changing game by game and with the COVID stuff and, you know, we got to deal with regular injuries and things like that, but everyone seems to be ready to step up. And that's the, that's the biggest thing. And everyone, like I said, everyone knows their role. And if 
somebody's not doing something, they're holding each other accountable. And that's kind of where they've made that step throughout the season where maybe that Alcorn State game isn't as close if we're we have a little bit more experience under our belt and we have that a little bit we're a little bit tighter like we are right now. Um but it's I mean it's really they've been so close and they've trusted each other and they trusted us as coaches to lead them and put them in the right positions to be successful. Um and so really anyone who gets the opportunity is really ready for for that opportunity. So I don't think we really have any um any problems with uh, other guys stepping up outside of the the big three that we, that we well, have. Another one I want to ask you about that doesn't get the stats, doesn't put up the monster numbers or stuff the stat sheet. Uh, and I don't know how much you knew about Seattle before you 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 got the assistant job. They never had a lot of size the last yeah. couple of years. Big B. Brandon Chatfield from Washington State is giving you guys that size. And like I said, he doesn't he doesn't blow your mind with his stats. He just kind of does the little things that make you guys be able to work with those, those guards. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's gotten better every game. Like he's jumped leaps and bounds since the summer when he first got here, not saying that he was a bad player when he got here, but just his feel for the game is getting so much better. And defensively he's become a monster in the paint and, I mean, last game against Dixie State, he started off the game with three offensive rebounds uh, in the first possession. So, I mean, he – man, I'm so proud of him because he's put in a lot of work in the film room and uh, on the court with uh, Coach Grigsby, and it's 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 showing because he's, he's doing – like you're saying, he's doing all the little things and he's doing everything right. And, again, I think that's another testament to just everybody knowing the role. He's super happy with it with, – going in there and all he wants to do is help us win. And all, all, all these guys want to do is win. And so when we have that, I mean, this, it's really special. Um, because I mean, I'm sure you've been around basketball for a long time. It's hard to get guys to buy in. And, uh, and when you have that, um, and we have, and the talent with the talent we have, I mean, it's, it's, it makes it really special. So I want to, there's, there's one sequence that put Brandon Chatfield on my radar a little bit more. Okay. Chicago State, second half. Okay. He pulls down an offensive rebound that leads to a two-handed dunk for somebody. I can't remember who it was that dunked it. And then the next possession, he gets another offensive board, kicks it out to Darion for a three, and it was like game over right there. I think mm-hmm. Chicago State was trying to make a run, but like that's when it hit me that Seattle has a big guy now that can like – so that's why I asked you about him because like now he's on a radar of – just doing the little things that make that kind of complete the roster. I, w- I want to say for sure. I mean, he adds a different element that I don't think we had as much last year. Um, no disrespect to the guys on the team last year. I mean, it's just, he plays so hard and he impacts the game in the little ways. Like you're, like you're saying. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's special to have a guy like that on your team. He, he, I don't know. He just adds a new dynamic that we didn't have last year that is hard to explain. Um, and when uh, Coach Victor recruited him, he he said, like, this is this could be a program-changing recruit. Yep. So I'm curious about the new WAC, right? We got this high-level league. Uh, do you have the traditional – 
traditional powers uh, mm-hmm. are still at the top, Grand Canyon, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. But now you have all these Texas teams jumping in, and then now Seattle U is at the top. The defending champion still in the league in Utah Valley, the co-champion in Utah mm-hmm. Valley, and they're still a tough out, and you guys just played them. Uh, and you have all these teams from, you know, Abilene Christian, who beat Texas in the first round, and Sam Houston's had their success winning conference, even if Austin has. So now you have all these other elements in this league, new travel. What is it like right now? Obviously, there's a lot more basketball left. Fired up with the fact that you guys are undefeated up at the top, and it's not because of anything fluke. You've had to earn it against every team you've played. You've played in close games. Uh, you know you have the firepower on the perimeter, but like mm-hmm. you just said, you have the inside presence, you have the chemistry, you have the cohesion. What is it like for you guys in this new league and then? you have to feel pretty good that you know you can at least compete with anybody in the league on any given night. Sorry, we got disconnected a little bit. Um, I, I heard uh, – the last thing I heard was uh, we have the – we know we have the firepower on the perimeter. Yeah, and then you just you just know that you can – no matter if the league is better or not, mm-hmm. you just know you can compete with anybody. And For seeing sure. a team like Utah Valley, I'm curious, and even Grand Canyon, they make a jump with the new staff. Mm-hmm. Utah Valley in year two makes that move and, and kind of wins their conference co-championship. It has to feel a little bit like you guys have a lot of optimism and confidence and belief that you guys can do the same. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think everybody in our locker room thinks that we have a chance uh, to ultimately win the conference and go to the tournament. Um, but we know that this is a tough conference. I mean, Every night we're gonna have we're gonna have to battle for a win. No win is just gonna be given to you. Um, and with, I mean, I think that the, this is one of the more uh, even conferences, especially on the West Coast, because um, like WCC, you got Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU at the top almost every year. Um, this isn't like that. Um, it's a super competitive conference. You have to earn every win, and I mean, our guys know that, but they also have that optimism, like you're saying, that we can compete, go out there and compete for a championship uh, with what we have and with our guys uh, and with our guys playing at this high of a level. I mean, that's that's not too far out of reach. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I think like I mentioned it, I've been high on Seattle before the season even started because of that firepower. Like that, it was all returning. They can score points, and you know, I, I think that added dimension of adding a big guy, six ten guy with P five experience. Mm-hmm. You know, in a league that has some really good big guys, I think can really be a, a program changer, like you said. So. For sure. uh, really high on the Red Hawks. I'm really excited to see going forward. I mean, you guys got the trip to Texas this week, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's not gonna be an easy one. Abilene Christians oh. lost four straight, so they're kind of upset, and Tarleton's mm-hmm. lost uh, two straight. I mean, they both look really bad this past weekend, so should be a Those fun, are be fun two tough things, though. Yeah, yeah the contract, the contrast of styles too, I think, is part of what makes this league so good, and you know, mm-hmm. everybody coming into conference play against so many teams with a winning record. We talked about that on the first episode. Um, I'm curious now, behind the scenes, give us a little insight. Can anybody beat you in the shooting contest? Because last I last I checked, 
you have some records of your own at Portland for mm-hmm. shooting. Yeah. And then who is a better shooter, you or your brother? And then we gotta have a funny story. So that was three, that was three rapid fire questions all in a row. Okay. So first one, can anybody on the team outshoot you? I mean, personally, just my competitive fire is not gonna let me uh say that anybody could beat me, but the way Cam is shooting the ball right now, all right, all right now. Uh we have a guy, Rip Economo, shoot it. Um we have a lot of guys who can shoot it. So uh but I, I just can't give it to that. I can't give that to him yet. Um, now, do you, now, do you have shooting competitions after practice or no? In the summertime, we were having it's a couple. Coach kind of forbids it in the season. He doesn't want you taking confidence. I got exactly. it. I see you, Coach. Okay. But uh, in the summertime, you know, I was talking a little mess to them, you know, uh, <laughs> trying to get them fired up for these workouts. And then after a couple of the workouts, they're like, all right, well, then how about you shoot against me? And, and you know, uh, and Cam – Cam, me and Cam always talk trash. So like ever since we've been like growing up, we just that's our form of communication is just oh, yeah. well, I could do this better than you, or I could, you know, just like brotherly, um, just brotherly competitiveness. And so that that kind of started up in the summer, but uh it's kind of died down now. Um, but yeah, I mean Cam right now he's shooting it out of special clips, so I, I gotta give it to him. Are you surprised at how well he's playing, or is this all part of what you saw? I mean, when I – with the style of play we have um, and with a point guard like DT and just the, the coaches believing in him as a whole and just the whole program really believing in him and him coming in here and kind of setting – bringing that toughness that he had from Houston and his uh, work ethic that he kind of – he always had the work ethic, but it just kind of went up a notch being at Houston. Yep. Um, I think that helps a lot. Like that helps the team uh, mindset a lot. And so I think, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's good. All right, last one. Funny story. It's got to be a you and your brother story. You got to tell us a funny story. Growing up, playing one on one. I have two brothers, an older and a younger, so I know about that life. Uh, Same. So yeah, you got you got to give us some insight, some funny story along the way for you and your brother. Uh, okay, so I think this summer was the first summer he's ever won a one-on-one series against me, and he, right. just couldn't, right. he couldn't like he couldn't let it go, and so he's going around telling everybody like, "Oh, I beat you one-on-one, I beat you one-on-one." It's like I made it exactly, and. Uh, he goes and tells my dad, and my dad's like, "What? Oh, you finally won! You finally won!" Because he was the one that was always in the gym with us, taught us how to shoot and everything. Right. And he's like, "I don't believe it." So we got to go outside and play one on one outside in our front yard in front of our pops just the to. Pops had to watch he, again. It had to be a verified win for Cameron. And he had ah, he needed the blue check. I like <laughs> that, man. I like that. So who won the second game? Oh, Cam won that. I mean, Cam won again. The cardio for me, I got to get back. I got to get back. That's where he breaks you down at. Yeah, exactly. But the first um, few minutes is good. After that, downhill. It's about 4-4, four, four, and then then it ends up being like 6-11. to 11. Right. <laughs> right. Well, we appreciate it, man. Any last words you have, we'll let you have. But we appreciate you taking the time today. I'm glad to shine some light on Seattle basketball and what's going on out there, man. You guys are doing well. and on fire right now and looking forward to seeing how you guys continue to compete. You guys have the weapons to do it. I appreciate you guys having me. Um, 
and this is this is a special team, and we're hoping to have a special year. So uh, I'm glad to shed some light on, shed some light on uh, SU basketball. Yeah, no doubt. no doubt. We appreciate you, Demarcus, and keep up the great work. Youngest assistant coach in the country, making his way. He, he didn't have to come in losing. He's coming in winning. So hopefully that continues for you as well, man. But you're already having a special season. We hope it continues and praying for uh, safety and health for your team. And keep balling out, man. Thank you. I really appreciate keep it. Keep not shooting against them so they can keep having confidence. Exactly. Exactly. I got to keep that confidence high. You don't want to, you know, no lose it no this season. <laughs> We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Seattle U balling out. They're on fire right now. Uh, in first place, tied for first place, just like Grand Canyon, just like New Mexico State. Uh, not many people would have thought it, but his brother has definitely been an X factor. Uh, you had a huge return from the portal, had one into the portal, really good player come back. And then you get a big-time acquisition. So, really, the two biggest acquisitions of the offseason. And then you add picking up the big fella from Washington State. Uh, this team has definitely taken advantage of the transfer portal and recruiting through that. Uh, so, you got to give credit there where it's due. And I think that's a part of this mid-major level. You see a lot of that going on more and more. Uh, guys who maybe played at a place at one point in their career, then they transfer up, not playing transfer down and they take that experience like like DeMarcus talked about with his brother we know Houston went to the final four we know how tough and gritty that program is and you have no choice but to get better even if you're not on the floor and so now for him to get his chance to get back on the floor and take those things with him uh he's definitely maximizing that so we'll let Kyle break it down in his last uh 60 to 90 seconds and then we'll close it out yeah like I said I've been on Seattle even before the season began. You returned Riley Grigsby. Darian Trammell came back from the transfer portal. Aaron Nettles was supposed to be there, but he wasn't because he's been injured. Then you had Cameron Tyson. You have Emeka Denny. Kobe Williamson was back. And then they added Brandon Chatfield, 6'10 transfer from Washington State. These guys can light it up. The big three, Grigsby, Trammell, and Tyson, are the key factors here. If one of them doesn't shoot well, they're not – gonna you know dominate a game like they probably should but they have pieces in place like we said Victor Rakovich, Vos Panja like there's pieces in place here for this team they're very deep talented and every one of them can shoot so you love the fact that they are 4-0 in whack play they've already beaten Utah Valley they won a close one in overtime at, at California Baptist last night now they go on the road hostile environments at ACU and at Tarleton, but the matchups are perfect for them. And I, I think you're going to see a fun team that should be able to come out of this trip at 6-0. and and, and there's just a lot of leadership, a lot of veterans here, and they buy into their roles, and they can shoot it at a high clip. And, and that's all you really have to say about Seattle. They're flying under the radar, and they love it that way. And that's the way it's probably going to be for the rest of the regular season unless they you know, knock off a GCU or New Mexico State. Yeah, and, and tell me this, you you obviously were deep dove into the WAC last season as well. Did Utah Valley have a similar fly below the radar and then end up being co-champion? Absolutely. Because it Absolutely. feels it feels very similar, right? You have you nobody have thought that Fardos AMAC was gonna go for 15 rebounds a game last year. Right. Or that Trey Woodbury was gonna explode onto the scene and Jamison over and that's kind of this team, like 
You knew that Tramiel and Riley Grigsby were there. You knew Cameron Tyson could shoot it. But you didn't know how good they really were because of the craziness of COVID last year. Sorry about that. I keep getting a phone call. But anyways, they're going to fly under the radar all year year long. And don't be surprised if they're at the top of the whack in that one, two, three position at the end of the season. Right. No, well said. You know, I think going to this road trip is also – such a contrast of styles, right? They yep. play so well at home. They've been able to sneak some on the road. And Abilene Christians had some injuries. They may be coming back with health. The hard part about this league is not very team. many teams are going to go undefeated because the league is so tough. Right. In every conference you feel like is a tough conference, but these teams having the winning records that they have and the program pedigrees that they have here recently kind of proves that. And I think the new teams just add a different element. They've, They've never played these teams. They've never gone on this Texas trip. So it's going to be a little interesting to see. But I, I always uh, – yeah, I'm not surprised about people losing certain matchups, but they do have a they do have the squad to be able to compete to be in the one, two, three position. I don't, yep. I don't disagree with that. But I also wouldn't be surprised, depending on how all this stuff goes with COVID and this team and this guy's back, and you just never know college basketball. That's why you got to love it. But shout-out to Seattle – much deserved light. Uh, they'll keep shining. I believe they'll keep winning in the way they score the ball and the balance that they have. An exciting team. We appreciate the youngest coach, assistant coach in the country, Division One, coming to join us. All right. You know where to find us. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.